wanted to talk about Pennsylvania, the Keystone State, one of the original 13 American colonies, an area of 46,054 square miles located in mid-Atlantic region of the U.S. Uh, Pennsylvania has a major harbor on the Delaware River and one of the world's busiest shipping centers. Not surprising due to having two metropolitan areas, uh, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. As modern and as well known as some of these areas are, Pennsylvania has one of the largest rural pop populations in the US with nearly one third uh, of, of their uh, land still being used for farming, agriculture. Most surprising fact to me is the official state motto virtue, liberty, and independence. From what I know, it doesn't seem like that, and tons of other people that would agree with that. So my guest today would like to see these values ring true again. So I'd like to introduce you to Matt Heckenberg, the gubernatorial candidate for the LP in the state of Pennsylvania. How you doing? Good, yourself? Oh, there we so go. You. Couldn't, couldn't hear you. Now we can. Good deal. So uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Let's see. How's it going today? And uh, we, we were kind of just talking off camera for a minute. What made you want to run for governor? Which, good for you. Most people don't, but... Uh, it takes a special type of person to run for office. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people misunderstand me when I say, like, I, I don't want to run for governor. Um, but <laughs> I don't mean that as in I don't want to do this or I'm doing this against my will. Uh, it's, uh, I, I abhor politics. I abhor the state. I abhor government. I think it's all twisted and corrupt. And I hate politicians. And that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. But uh, this is a, a thing that runs common amongst libertarians which is a, a huge part of the problem. So I see it's more as a duty as a responsibility, uh, you know, for my children and for, you know, my, my fellow countrymen that we need to have someone who is steadfast and dedicated to, to promoting the message of Liberty and, and not just, uh, you know, putting my nose up uh, people's butts and trying to make people happy. People need to hear what they need to hear. And now is the time that needs to be done. Yeah, I can definitely agree. Uh, do you want to give a rundown, um, kind of just like what the climate is of your state, kind of what you guys have been facing the past, I, I don't know, decade or so? Well, I mean, it, uh, like you mentioned, uh, Pennsylvania is a, is a big, big state. The, the culture varies wildly depending where you are in the state. So like Philadelphia, uh, I mean, I live in Eastern Pennsylvania, so that's the bulk of my experience, but uh, I'm about an hour or so North of uh, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia is uh, a lot of it is you know people from New Jersey, people from the East. It has very much that that kind of uh, kind of metropolitan East Coast feel, uh, very yuppie, uh, kind of like that kind of like bougie feel, and uh, all that goes along with it. But not too far outside of that, uh, it becomes very rural very quickly, and uh, you know, it becomes very you know conservative, you know, very uh, you know, the, you know, kind of Trump country type thing, and. And that, and that's my experience is through that way through bulk of the state, uh, and you know Pittsburgh, the opposite side of the state is, you know, very much the same way. You know, there's a, it's a big college town. There's a lot of uh, industry, a lot of development, and um, and then not too far, it very quickly turns into again, you know, rural country, uh, and and people who largely want to be left alone. But we have to be directed uh, to live our lives by these little small enclaves of uh, of. of urban uh, hell holes and that's as i'm sure most americans are, are familiar with and have experienced in their own states you know, these few uh, densely populated areas that drive the politics for an entire state and people the rest of us we we're being told how to live our lives in a completely different uh, area completely different culture completely different demographic and uh yeah it's the same way in in, in uh, pennsylvania so what what was the uh, community's response to COVID, uh, the, the lockdown measures, um, government enforcing their will on everyone? 
Well, uh, I think it was uh, pretty common at first, you know, the pretty standard at first where everyone was concerned and sort of followed the rules and they, uh, you know, tuned on, tuned into the TV in the morning to hear what they're allowed to do from the governor, the governor. And our governor was, uh, you know, particularly draconian. He tried to be like his, his buddies to the east in New Jersey and New York. Um, but uh, it, it, there's a little bit more of a cultural pushback, Each, at least where I am, uh, more like the northeast in the Poconos area. There was less uh, tolerance, I think, for it. And so, um, I mean, I didn't see, you know, we, we stopped wearing masks. I mean, when we finally stopped wearing masks, maybe before the end of uh, 2020 and didn't really get much pushback or much uh, say about it, even though it was against the rules. But I don't care. I do what I want. And uh, uh, so I, I think that culturally wise, again, it's, you know, outside of the urban areas and city areas, people don't go along with these rules. You know, the governor's say is less, uh, less push on it. We did, as a state, we did push through and get past a, a, a referendum, an amendment to our state constitution to limit the governor's powers to uh, you know, exercise these state of emergencies. But you know, as a libertarian uh, and the, the Rothbardian tradition, like I understand that you know, these, these things are, these constitutions and things are a little more than a gentleman's agreement. So we can pass whatever rules we want and the governor is going to go and do whatever he wants. And at the end of the day, it comes down to the people saying, no, I'm not doing this. And uh, fortunately, like I said, where I, where I am, where I live, um, you know, we have a lot, of, a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback in the schools, a lot of pushback uh, just in general in the community. Just we're not, we're not following these rules. And, uh, you know, I think it's important uh, that we as liberty lovers and people who have the behind, backed by this philosophy and these ideas to, to promote these things and give the leadership to others to say, no, go fuck off. And uh, I'm going to do what I want um, because it's not another man's job to tell, who, tell you who's essential and who's not essential. You know whether you should like muzzle yourself or your children and uh, etc so um yeah i honestly during COVID, i never traveled down to the city i try to avoid uh you know the philly area and the as much as i can um but so i really can't say how it was there but uh we have friends down there uh, who are members of the lp uh like uh, don't tread on philly is uh, was created by members of the lppa and um, they they've got to face quite uh, the brunt of it including vaccine mandates and uh, horrible draconian things. So, um, you know, we're fortunate up where we live, we don't have that as much, but um, there are parts of the state where they've gone to uh, try to go full totalitarian. Yeah, that's, that's just wild. I mean, yeah. just watching every state, um, all the governors, doesn't matter what side, right? That's right. Uh, yep. Whatever they're trying to pretend to be, it was interesting. Um, let's, let's get to you a little bit. Um, how old are you? Did you always grow up in Pennsylvania? Um, big family, small family, that kind of stuff. So let's see, I'm well, 36, 37, something like that. <laughs> Got to do the math. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I was actually born and raised in New Jersey, uh, right over the river. Um, and my wife and I fled, uh, the people's Republic in about 2013. So we've been here, uh, almost 10 years. Um, you know, we came here like I said, largely to flee, flee the, the onerous uh, laws in New Jersey, one of the strictest uh, gun law states in the nation, you know, horrible taxes and, and so, you know, so on. So we came here, we're very appreciative of, of the liberties we do have. And we live, like I said, we lived in a more rural area. We live uh, you know, half an hour from the nearest grocery store. So we have you know, quite a bit of, of, of liberty where we are, but uh, and it's, uh, you know, important to us to, to share this, the, these things, people to understand these, these values of, uh, what it's like to, to not have the Liberty. Um, I'm an only child. My, uh, my mother is an immigrant. She fled the Soviet union with her, with her parents. <clears throat> so, you know, I was raised with this, uh, this, this, you know, this idea that, uh, you know, the authoritarian, uh, government is, is horrible and, and the government can never solve your problems. The only thing the government can do is to destroy and take and uh, never create and never build. And, and the, the only solution to these things is one of like love and, and caring for each other. So, uh, and, and so Americans have had such sheltered lives. They, they, uh, you know, they don't experience that. So they don't understand that. Um, let's see. I am a computer engineer by trade. I uh, make little lights blink and circuit boards and things like that. Uh, I uh, spent some time in the Army National Guard, um, which is 
a wonderful experience. I mean, I, I abhor, uh, you know, war and uh, the foreign entanglements in the United States. And one of my big things is pushing the Defend the Guard Act in the uh, state of Pennsylvania because the, the, the what's done in, in the National Guard in terms of you know, harms it causes to kids and in my experience there is uh, I joined I joined later in life uh, as an adult I joined and um, I was a commissioned officer and I interact a lot with younger kids you know playing a mentor role and it really struck me how much how abusive this system is and how abusive this program is that really impacted me <clears throat> uh, so uh, that's a, a major part of why I run is why I'm running is uh, is for that purpose especially with you know our our brilliant leaders trying to stoke World War III total disregard for the american lives they're going to send to die um for that uh so that was a huge impact uh huge impact on me and uh between that and yeah so we moved out here and you know live our life for be free and uh never really involved in getting involved in politics until the covid thing happens and then well, we have to feel like we have to step up and do something for the sake of our kids word yeah that that, that was pretty much me um up to this point, it was really just, you know, I, the libertarian kind of wanted to be left alone. I mean, I like other libertarians, but I just never saw myself becoming political in that sense. Yep. And I don't know, the, the last two years, little, well, yeah, a little over two years has just it's been a radicalization more than anything. Yeah. Um, you know, these people won't stop. And yeah, it's our right. responsibility to vote them out of office. I, although I don't think that they would go peacefully. No. So, um, yeah, to, to that to that effect, I mean, I so I went into you know end of 2019. I was you know an anarchist. I had been an anarchist for quite some time. Um, yeah. You know, since at least from leaving the army, I was considered myself an anarchist then. Um, and the the amount of radicalization that I went through in in 2020 is is unbelievable. I, I don't know how I can go from being considering myself an anarchist to being you know unbelievably ran, radicalized beyond that. Um, and I don't mean that in, in the in the violence sort of way. I just mean like, wow, this thing is way more corrupt and broken and uh, disenfranchising than I ever could have imagined. Never could have imagined how how terrible it is. And you see it now that these people legitimately do not care about you. They don't care about your kids. They don't care about your family. You know, they will they will send you off to in, into boxcars, send you send you a gas chambers to die, um, if it serves them politically, if it gains them then profit and power. They they don't care, and it's it's shocking. It's truly shocking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, to me, almost what's more shocking is the people that turn around and just deny it. Yeah. Refuse to see it. Right. I the, can't. Yeah. You know? The the medic the medical profession especially um, yeah, my wife is a nurse and she is you know greatly disturbed by what she saw because people that she respected they basically just turn off their brain and go along with these things that that they should know doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever things that you know if you if you discuss this with them logically you know a year prior you know they would have totally agreed with you but now during this this mania this hysteria. Uh, all these otherwise intelligent people just believe these things, which are totally ludicrous. And it's, yeah. it's, it's terrifying when you think that the medical profession that is this, this, uh, this field that we put up on a pedestal pedestal and we, we depend on for, you know, their you know, intellectual superiority and we just turn off our brains and we accept whatever they say as the word of God. And, uh, we, you know, it's that we've exposed ourselves to an enormous vulnerability and enormous risk. Just trusting these people who, who are just as fallible as the rest of us, and they're so easily, you know, persuaded by just a little peer pressure, and they'll believe any any little true ghost stories you tell them. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm having a lot. Like I'm I'm still processing. Honestly, the last two years, there's just so much to take in. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that people just so willingly just bent over um, yeah. and just said, yep, this is just how things are. I mean, I'm shocked some people still wear masks. I, I'm shocked that, uh, like, people were so hostile to others just for yeah. making their own decisions. It, it was, like I said, I, I'm still trying to process it, and there's a whole lot 
coming out every single day. But as soon as I started hearing uh, mandatory or forcing, uh, you know, making a law or anything like that, I, I got real tense real quick and uh, said, oh, okay, I, I think we're done. Um, I'm not putting up with that. Yeah. So it's one thing to believe whatever you want. I can go home and think whatever I want about you. Uh, but once you start forcing things on me, it's a little bit different. So what, what led you to libertarianism? Uh, unlike one of the other parties or, um, no party. So I, uh, I first started calling myself a libertarian probably back during the, uh, the DC Heller case, um, you know, reading a Volokh conspiracy and a group of more like a DC libertarian lawyer types. They're very interesting. And then I got caught up into the, uh, the Ron Paul campaign <clears throat> first in 08 and then in 12. And that, uh, really introduced me more into this, the, the more, uh, you know, Rothbardian Misesian school of, uh, of libertarian thought. Uh, and that didn't really, you know, it kind of percolated for a little bit. Um, and it wasn't until I think I discovered Tom Woods, uh, you know, a number of years later, maybe, 2015 or so, uh, maybe 2014. I don't know. When, when, basically, sort of listening to his podcast when he first started, you know, started his podcast, listening basically from the beginning. And then he got me listening, reading more in Rothbard and, uh, and really just kind of put me over the top in terms of like, this is all brilliant. You know, this is all, this is brilliant philosophies, brilliant ideas. And, um, yeah, I largely rejected the party politics and getting involved in politics. And in the Libertarian Party, I was considered a joke. Uh, well, nothing to do with it. Um, and it wasn't yeah. until the Mises Caucus you know, started trying to come, come about and, and based on these same ideas to bring this greater liberty movement into the party and enact change in the party. And what has happened now in just in the past year um, with the Mises Caucus and, and the amount of change we've taken, at least in the LPPA, from what, I, what I've seen, what I've experienced has been incredible, absolutely incredible. The, you know, the LPPA has exploded in, in, in membership and in activity. We now have over 50 people running uh, for, for state office. Uh, and it's, it's really exciting to see like what a, a bunch of people who are, who are serious about this idea and that they're backed by these, these good, solid ideas, these solid principles and very professional, serious people. And it's like truly exciting. But before then, before this, uh, never would have been involved in the libertarian party in a million years. So some of my listeners are are definitely you know lp members Mises caucus members hmm. uh some of them I, I would say actually most of them probably are just unfamiliar they're just breaking into it yeah um do you want to explain why uh so many people felt the need to even uh create a, a caucus um uh, it, it kind of just what's going on so I guess what's kind of happened over the years, uh, well, I mean, you can go way, 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 way back, um, with the, the history of the Libertarian Party um, and you know, the divide between the, you know, the, the Cato Institute and, and Murray Rothbard and I was kind of forced out and forced out from the party. And, um, and then much of the people of the, the Rothbard tradition, Rothbard is considered like the, the, the godfather or the grandfather of modern libertarianism and um, basically the, that Ron Paul kind of, uh, flavor of libertarianism, uh, you know, he got pushed out of the party and it's kind of this divide that's existed ever since. And over the past maybe 20 years or so, the party has been taken over and run by more of this, this DC kind of flavor of just politics of, you know, this, uh, you know, fiscally conservative and socially liberal, uh, libertarian, where it's just like, well, I want to legalize weed and lower taxes. <laughs> and, it, and it's not based on any kind of any kind of under, under, underground like principles or philosophy and or understanding a really deep understanding of like Austrian economics. So you have a lot of the, these these people who, you know, at least the, my involvement is more at the, the state level. So, you know, LPPA is usually when I'm saying talk about LP and talk about LPPA um, and people are, who I would say is that they're LARPing politics. These are people who don't they could never cut it in a, in a major party but they want to play politician on the weekend. So they you know, they join the LP and they go play politics and they have their little talking points and they go out and about and do the little thing. And they go, I'm running for governor and I'm running for Senate. And it's, it's, it's all a big joke. And, um, 
uh, so the greater liberty movement then uh, people who you know a lot of people who were Ron Paul or like Harry Brown before him and people were idea interested in these ideas of liberty a, a far larger body of people than the people who were involved with party politics um, you know we want nothing to do with this and they you know it's just understandably so you know uh, and then uh, I guess Michael Heiss came around and said you know I'm gonna make a caucus to to just promote these ideas just the general ideas of of what libertarianism is as a philosophy and bring, bring these into the party and has worked as a as a rallying point for members of the liberty movement and brought them into the party and it just enacted this huge cultural change uh, it's uh, it's been truly uh awe-inspiring you know that the the these people who have been here that have no basis of understanding of libertarian philosophy these people who are just you know want to legalize weed man um they're um you know, they're either figuring out coming on board or they're spewing a lot of hate and, and rage quitting. And it's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, we, we would love to see everyone stay. They want to work with us. But a lot of people are, you know, their egos are burned and their egos are hurt. They can't handle it. They can't handle it. So they're going to leave. They leave. And uh, it's made the party a better place, honestly. Um, but uh, like I said, truly, truly impressive what, what it's becoming. So... That, that's definitely one of the biggest criticisms I hear um, from people who aren't even involved in the LP. Um, typically, it's always just the infighting, the infighting. I get that. I, that's why I wasn't involved forever. Right. Um, as an outsider looking in, it looked terrible. And they're not winning races. So, like, why do I want to be a part of that? Um what interested me personally was just people showing up and actually doing something. I was all game for it. I was like, all right, what are we doing? Where are we going? Um, yep. my, my personal belief is that, uh, you know, I, I agree kind of with the sentiment that, uh, it, it is up to the individual to decide a certain amount of what, libertarian is for the individual it, it's it's not what libertarian is it's what libertarian is not and there's very clear things that it's not and that's when you favor the state right. um some of those people um i don't understand how you could be a libertarian socialist or libertarian communist uh you know, a, a thin or thick libertarian. I'm still uh, unfamiliar with the the idea behind it. You know, I I don't even think the the big L and little L thing is really a thing, actually. Um. So, with all of this, you know, appearance to everyone on the outside, how how would you sell it to people to come in now, um, regardless of what they believe? So a, you know, a, a big push uh, I've been gunning for and, and also part of my messaging towards talking to people outside the party and which I've only, you know, really just started to do um, has been more of this, uh, this idea of that, like we are a new party um, and that this is a new thing. And we're, you know, this is a, we're being rebranded in a sense, um, especially you know, I've been uh, big on reaching out to more of the, um, yeah, more of the you know the the you know, the right wingers, the conservatives, um, the disenfranchised Trump supporters, these, these guys who just want to be left alone and do their own thing. You know, they have the inherent basic idea of of liberty at heart, but um, you know they've been led astray by a lifetime of indoctrination and propaganda. Um, and kind of reaching out to them and, and saying, like, look, you know, a lot of these these leftist elements that have come and in, infected the party, we've uh, been uh, and you know drawing them to, to quit and drawing them to leave and because it's liberty libertarianism is not about these things about uh guys running naked across the stage and, and things like that this is about you know you have to have an individual liberty on one side and personal responsibility on the other you know this is inherently um you know it's a it's an inherently self-determined uh, uh philosophy and self-determined idea and i think a lot of these guys like they the idea of, of personal responsibility rings, uh, you know, well with a lot of uh, typical conservatives who are not 
you know, so much interested in the idea of libertarian or turned off by ideas of libertarian from what we've what they've seen in the past. So I mean, we believe in, in in personal responsibility just as much as we believe in individual in individual liberty. Uh, then also, you know, things like this idea that like, look, you know, we can all see it now that our the state does not care about us. They do not give a flying shit about you or your family. And it is upon each and every one of us to stand up and, and take back our rights that are ours. You know, that these, the constitution that, you know, many have grown to love and, and, and hold in, in high regard is, is, is little more than a gentleman's agreement. And if the party on the other side of that agreement aren't uh, holding up their side of the bargain, then, you know, it's, it's upon us to, to say, when we need to walk away from this, this table and we need to, Stand up and say like no more, and that's all we need to do, is just say no more. We don't we don't have to fight. We don't have to get get into violence or anything else. All we have to do is refuse to comply, and that will leave the uh, the state completely powerless. So I, I promote this message to uh, you know to everyone. But like, like where I am now, and you know just kind of reaching out at first initially is uh, like I said to more of the disenfranchised uh, conservative type. Uh, and trying to get this idea that look, you know, this is a new face of the party, and we're a new thing, and that you know your your, your Republican Party isn't going to change. It's not going to help you. Um, it's uh, you know you see how broken it is. You know why uh, keep voting for one party or the other? Just uh, you know you need to exit the system and you know do that by supporting a you know a political party is actually promoting your your values and you know the things that you want in life, and uh, or at least not promoting that you should have things that you don't want in life force upon you. And it's received great reception so far. You know, people, people I've talked to, uh, it's been phenomenal. So I'm really, uh, really helpful. I'm really hopeful that, uh, it's going to go well. I mean, even, uh, I've, I've, you know, interacted and talked with a few people who are on the traditional left and, uh, same, you know, same thing. We've gotten pretty good reception. Just, uh, explain like, look, this is all controlled by, you know, big corporations that are all controlled by, you know, money and, and the secret power. Uh, you know, the, these politicians, they, they're not your friends. You know, they're just, they're conniving and manipulative and, um, they're, they're going to rob and steal from you. And, and the same thing kind of gets to them, you know, kind of, it kind of rings true. So I think, uh, the biggest hurdle is, uh, defeating this idea, this, uh, this, this fake, uh, this, this professional wrestling kind of uh, mantra that we have in, in politics today, where it's the R versus D, left versus right, and try to explain like, no, it's not that, it's none of that. It's all us versus the ruling class. And unless people realize that and stand up to the ruling class, that's going to be uh, a down downhill slide from here. So, uh, I don't know. I don't want people to leave. Right. Like, I, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's everyone's choice at this point. What I want is more liberty for myself, first and foremost, my family, my friends, everyone else in my community. You know, of course, there's a hierarchy to that. I understand some people reject that. and I'm sorry, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hierarchy, hierarchy is just how life is structured. Yes. the natural order of things so right um it's i don't know i i want everybody to be a better libertarian yeah absolutely so this is what upsets me personally in the in the party i don't i don't care about the criticisms i care about why you're criticizing right are you criticizing to slander or to knock me down which is not helping anything or anyone? Or are you criticizing me because I had a bad take and I need to be better and I should strive to be better? Why are you criticizing me? And honestly, that's why I criticize a lot of these people. I mean, there, there's certain people at the top, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, fuck these monsters. Like, I, I just don't hold them in any regard no. But any anyone else there, there's a certain amount of, you know, just just be a better person, or go away, do something, but stop this. Um, you know, there's a lot of nuance to each individual. So, yeah. Ultimately, how do you think this is going to go? Uh, your race, uh, the party, pretty pretty much all of this. 
are we actually going to be spreading liberty um, for everyone? Well, I mean, it's, uh, I think one of the biggest things I, I've found, the biggest challenges that hold us back are, is the ego, right? A lot of people, they, uh, they attach themselves to these identities, whether it be Republican or Democrat or something else. And, uh, you know, for you to attack or challenge the identities is attacking them in a deep, deep level. And uh, it causes people to do these ridiculous things and have these ridiculous reactions, this cognitive dissonance and uh, this total bizarre behavior, um, which um, is, is pretty common. So I, I don't know how to best counteract that um, other than just, you know, repetition, repetition, and, you know, like people accept the reality of how it is. Um, now, as far as, uh, you know, our, you know, individual race goes, I mean, I have, uh, no illusions that, uh, I will ever be given the seat of power of any way. Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> not, uh, approved. And if I were to somehow actually win a race, I'm sure they would, uh, take me for a convertible ride through, uh, Harrisburg, if you will. Um, uh, so I have no illusions there. The greatest thing we can do is is really enact cultural change and use this as a platform to promote that. That uh, you know we people need to understand that it's up to them. You know, there's not going to be any uh, man on a, on a white horse riding in to save them. You know, it's it's a matter of each and every community, each individual, to say, nah, nah, bro, I'm not doing this anymore. And uh, you know, for this, this to happen, for this to change, you know the. Uh, I'm very optimistic, you know, as much as I, I might, I might, uh, sound dark and dismal at times. I'm actually incredibly white pilled. Um, you know, I've, uh, you know, during the Trump years, I mean, I thought the Liberty movement was dead and I, I like, Oh man, this is, this sucks. You know, this is gonna be the new thing. But, um, you know, since then, uh, I, I think, I think we're the inevitable, I think our ideas are, are the inevitable future. And, I, I think the state's days are numbered. I think the idea of the nation state is going to end. Uh, I think, um, you know, we're going to come, we are going to see radical change in the way the world is, works, the way people interact with each other. And uh, people are just going to accept that. It might not happen, uh, you know, today or tomorrow. It might take a little time. But I think with the uh, the way things have come about, the way interact, inter information is exchanged and people, people talk to each other, people communicate with each other today, that... Uh, the, the the end of the the current uh, the empire the, of the of the nation state is uh, is end, is drawing near we're coming upon a new enlightenment where you know, people are have realized that we have fallen into this this era of total enslavement and that we everything we know is a lie and that you know people are starting to wake up and it's very very reassuring to see you know when you see like cnn's uh you know viewership uh their, their ratings are are abysmal compared to like some some YouTubers, it's just, it's, it's laughable. And this is, this is victory. Victory is, is coming upon us. And, and that's why we, you know, we, as the libertarian party, just the, the libertarian philosophy, we need to be there to explain to people like what's going on, you know, why, uh, why can't you afford to feed your family right now? Why can't you afford to put gas in your car? You know, what, what is this all about? And, you know, we have those ideas and, and we have to promote them as much as we can. And uh, watch the uh, the state, the empire collapse in a, in a spectacular decline, and hopefully we can they can they can do it peacefully and quietly, and and go off into the, the sunset of uh, failed things in the dustbin of his <laughs> dustbin of history. Um, but like I said I'm incredibly optimistic of what we're going through here. I actually agree. Um, I'm very optimistic, even though. 99% of everything you hear out of my mouth is how terrible it is. <laughs> yeah. um, I am kind of an opportunist, though. And if at any point in time the Libertarian Party has a shot, it's now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now's the time. So, <laughs> now or never. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take it uh, regardless of the, uh, the outcome. Yep. Um, I got involved with my state affiliate. Um, organized a county affiliate and Excellent. of course not everyone has to do everything go knock doors or just do do whatever do whatever you can however you need to do something or get out of the way yep, yep. um as far as the opposition uh inside the party you know i'm not gonna beg them to stay so if you want to go there's the door yeah 
If you do stay, though, I will gladly put aside whatever nonsense opinion I have. Hopefully you'll do the same. And let's actually just do something. That's way more important to me. Uh, we, we can argue about things later, and trust me, we will. But now is not the time. Right. Um, Fortunately, at least for us here, uh, they've all been self-removing uh, themselves, which is great because you know, we, we, none of us want to deal with that. None of us want to be assholes. But you know, if you're going to be counterproductive, then please just go go away. Well, and don't come back later acting like you didn't leave. <laughs> right, right. Um, but for the, the people that are a little bit more unfamiliar, uh, what, what kind of platform are you running on? What are, what are the big issues for you? Uh, well, I mean, it's right now, the two biggest issues, I think, are the, the mandates, the, the COVID tyranny. Like we, this, can't be, uh, this can't be allowed to happen again. This can't be dumped into the memory hole. You know, this has to be, has to be remind, remembered what happened and that that the state committed this these atrocities these over vast overreaches of, uh, of his authority um pennsylvania was particularly terrible pennsylvania is one of the states where they ordered the uh, the sick patients to be sent to uh, nursing homes which resulted in the death of uh, untold uh, um, uh, elderly individuals and uh, this can't be allowed to go on and I, if and i really think that there should be some sort of uh investigation and there should be some sort of uh uh accountability uh you know paid for this uh, and then uh the other big thing is the is the defend the guard and um how much you know we're we're facing right now and, and people don't seem to really grasp or understand that or it doesn't seem to be made as, as big of a deal as it is that these these psychopaths are, are trying to provoke war with um a, a substantial uh, military threat you know this the united states is not capable of going to war with, with russia or china it's definitely not both of them and uh this idea that you know we can fight or defend ukraine or taiwan or anyone else is insane and you know it's at, at a pencil or at a state level in the state of pennsylvania you know most we can do to defend ourselves from these these foreign policy uh, uh abortion of a policies uh, is uh is is nullification right and specifically with defend the guard i don't know if everyone's, everyone's familiar with it but it's this idea where you pass a law where we require that the there needs to be an official declaration of war by the united states congress before the state of pennsylvania can can put their guardsmen into federal service so when uh you know when, when i was in the national guard and and, and you know, number of years before then, number of years after that, uh, there was uh, a situation where you know, we had the uh, quote unquote war on terror and guys were being sent into Iraq and Afghanistan and, and no, numerous other uh, countries in the Middle East and Africa to uh, you know support some mission or another. And we have these guys be deployed every three years or more. And uh, it's just, it's awful. You know, when, you know, when you're promised, uh, you know, you're, you're a young guy, maybe like 18, 19 years old, you know, you just, you got a girl pregnant and, you know, you want to provide for your family. So what do you do? You know, you go and you sign up, you sign up for the military. You try to, try to do the right thing. You know, you try to be a, a, a man with a sense of duty and a sense of honor. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, so they go off the National Guard. They go, hey, you know, one week in a month, two weeks a year, you know, we'll help you pay for college, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then they get stuck in this, this contract where they're getting deployed every few years and um, they're getting... Uh, psychologically tortured uh, you know, both uh you know during deployment and also the harms it causes their families you know their you know their girlfriends leave them or whatever else and it's um it's it's atrocious having seen it firsthand uh and it, this can't be this can't happen again and it it's it kills me when when people talk about things like war and, and it's like you don't understand the cost of this you don't you've never seen this or don't don't appreciate you know like oh yeah only a couple of thousand soldiers died no big deal but uh, the, the great the cost of it is far far greater in, in to, to American lives, and um, and not to mention the lives of, of, of all the foreign men, women, and children uh, who were slaughtered by you know U.S. operations. Um, so, at the very least, the, you know, the most we can do here as a as a governor of Pennsylvania is to stop or help stop um, sending any more Pennsylvanians, boys and girls, to do the same and have the same fate come upon them. That's they want to sign up to serve their community. 
you know, we can have a, a debate or argument about whether you know, the National Guard should be a thing at all. But at the very least, for the time being, um, they should not be you know, forced to send be sent overseas for some other uh, some other political whims of some other psychopaths in, in D.C. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's a couple of little things here and there that, I, you know, are pretty uh, you know, important. I, just generally, they have a nullification, uh, federal nullification. Uh, you know, it, Gun laws, I think the ATF should fuck right off. Uh, I don't think the state of Pennsylvania or any state should comply or or provide any aid or comfort to the ATF or any other federal agency. Uh, and, and also things like ideas like jury nullification and, and uh, is a very powerful message that needs to be pushed. You know, this you know, people are concerned about uh, you know, well, we need to change this law and that law and this law and that law. Uh, when it comes to things like drug war and you know, other vices, things like that. Um, but all you need to do really is you need to enforce jury nullification. Because once the, you, if you're being ruled, if you're being judged by your community and your community, community is being told to not judge not just, your, not just your actions, but also the law which is being applied to you and decide, let them decide if that law is right and that law is just. Uh, that, you, that, under, that undermines the, uh, you know, the, the power of the state in enormous ways, untold ways. So you want to give give the, uh, the the rundown on the libertarian idea behind the, the victimless crime. Oh yeah, well, uh, so uh, there is no such thing as a victimless crime because uh, you know the you know only crimes are the ones that involve the the harming of other people or their property. So you know the the traditional you know libertarian messages don't hurt people and don't take their stuff, which is the non-aggression principle. You know, or, you know, what I like better is the, uh, just the sense, this idea of, of self-ownership. So you own yourself, you own your own body, you own the, the produce, the, the products of your labor. And, uh, you know, if you, if you own your body and you, you want to go and uh, use your body to provide sexual favors for money, that should be your choice. That's your body to sell and do with as you please. It's not for someone else to do it's to tell you what you can or cannot do with it. And the same thing with drugs. If you want to put drugs in your body, as your body is not for anyone else to tell you what drugs you can or cannot put in your body. It's certainly not someone else's to tell you what drugs you must put in your body. So it's uh, anything else, anything else is just anything else other than in, in total self ownership is uh, takes you down a very slippery slope of uh, not owning yourself. And we can all see where that goes. But I mean, don't we all sign a social contract? Uh, we all have to live with each other. So we're all going to have needs and we should love each other and take care of each other. Well, you should, well, we should, but we should do so voluntarily. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's not, uh, you can't love each other and provide love and, and comfort to each other by uh, holding a gun to someone's head, you know, holding a gun to someone's head and telling them that you have to pay taxes. So to help the poor, um, that's, uh, that's not compassion. That's not love. That's, uh, that's thuggery. Um, that's usually, uh, you know, baseless or empty, uh, um, acts of compassion that are really meant just to, as an excuse to rob you and to threaten you and to you know, grow state power. But if people don't have access to health care, then how are we going to take care of anything? Well, uh, you know, funny thing about people is, uh, you know, we are a very uh, empathetic bunch and people don't like seeing other people in pain and suffering. You know, that's why these these arguments work so well. That's why politicians are able to use these arguments. <clears throat> you know, people they they don't want to see this pain and suffering. It 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 pulls at their heartstrings. If nothing else, from a sense of you know, what if it happens to them? <clears throat> so, it, you don't need to have a uh, this uh, this big government force coming in there and, and and forcibly taking money from people to to allegedly give it to other people. In reality, that's not what they're doing. They, they don't actually give a flying shit about anything. Um, they, uh, they just want to, as an excuse for power, they want it as an excuse to be able to rob you and to take that, which is yours under the guise of, Hey, I'm helping this guy over here. In reality, they're, they might be throwing, you know, some table scraps to that guy over there, but mostly it's all just to, you know, pocket the money and to take the power for themselves. So, I mean, one thing that I've noticed, uh, with pretty much everyone um, it's just a matter of what you find the most important right now. 
Um, you know, I just, I personally disagree with um, a lot of people that the social issues are the number one top priority. Um, I do think a lot of these are issues and they do need to be addressed. Um, I personally see a much bigger enemy who views us all as their toys to be able to do whatever they want. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, a lot of these social issues aren't going to matter because none of us matter to them. Right. Um, well, a lot of these social issues are are are, big, are really just being used as tools as a as a distraction yeah. to, to you know, make you feel woo. I can't can't not do that. Which are usually the first people to get cut off the vine. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. So if if you had the ability to just walk into office tomorrow, what what's the first thing you're gonna do? Oof. Well. Hmm. Well, first, uh, we're going to start firing a lot of people because uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think we need to be creating jobs with the state, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> uh, I mean, really, it's I uh, can't say there's any one thing in particular because it's really it's a, a, a major change or radical uh, change in how the, the state functions and state operates. Uh, I see things more of like a more of like a high level uh meta plan uh, you know like i'm not i'm not a communist i don't i don't have these like you know plans of how exactly what i'm going to specifically do here and there and do this and this and this um but generally the my my goal would be to just change the strategy what are the purposes what is the purpose of the state of pennsylvania and in my mind the purpose of the state of pennsylvania should be to defend the people of pennsylvania from the federal government and that should be it um you know it should be to to, to keep the people safe from the overreaches of the, of the federal government and not to dictate how the people of Pennsylvania run their lives. Uh, you know, maybe go a little further and uh, also, you know, protect the people from their own, uh, you know, county and, and city governments, you know, things like, uh, you know, preventing, uh, you know, vaccine mandates, for example. Um, some might say that's not very libertarian to use state force uh, for such things, but in my mind, that's, uh, you know, we're living in a time when that, uh, things are a little uh, not clear cut and not so simple. And if we have uh, actors of the state at any level that are abusing abusing individuals and, and abusing their authority, uh, I mean, I think it is upon or there's a duty to protect others from the overreaches of a state uh, at, at any level, whether it be county or city or, or state or federal government. So in, by and large, uh, yeah, the first thing I'd do would be to totally revamp what the, the, the governor's office does um, and, and what their enforcement actions are and priorities are. And to, you know, to that end, to that, uh, you know, we're not going to be working with the federal government to do their tyranny. We're going to be stopping them. So one thing that's always kind of confused me personally is people... I mean, obviously not every single person in the government is just a terrible person. Not everyone's part of the, the old guard. Um, but, you know, one bad apple spoils the bunch and you get painted with the same paintbrush. And there's, you know, two, uh, two uh, oh, I just lost the word. Um, two examples of how the English language is so crazy. Um, but what's confusing to me is that the status will come in and say, well, let's just pass a law to stop doing that. Why, why do you believe that people think that this is going to work when there's over 200 years of it not working? Right. Yeah. This is a, a prime example of this today is, uh, you know, with the, the right and uh, the obsession with the CRT, you know, like there's a push like they all like the right now in the Republican primaries, the Republicans are all pushing this like we want to ban CRT in our schools. And it's like, guys, 
you know, I, I appreciate the sentiment and all, but that's not going to fix anything. That's not going to solve the problem. That's like putting a Band-Aid on a gangrenous wound. You know, it's just like <laughs> it might cover it up. It might look make it look okay for a little bit, but it doesn't fix the problem. You know, the, the solution to any of these problems is to remove the state from, from the equation. And, you know, things like schools, you know, let, let, maybe push for a school choice instead. That would be much more effective than just, you know, micromanaging, banning one little piece here, one little piece there. There's no amount of, uh, I said, no amount of piece of, no, no, no amount of uh, writing on a piece of paper is going to make government work well or, you know, work more efficiently or less authoritarianly. Uh, it's, like I said, at the end of the day, it's all just, you know, words on a piece of paper and it's a gentleman's agreement. So, you know, if, if you, unless you, you, unless you take the state out, then it's always going to devolve into, things that we don't want it to be. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's fine if the first couple of uh, people that have that authority, that ability are good people and they don't abuse it. But somewhere down the line, I, I feel like somebody's going to abuse it. Um, so we have to be very careful when we introduce the monopoly on force. Mm-hmm to the equation. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I don't like, uh, well, the one thing, the many things, but the, the one that just sticks in my craw more than anything with status, communists, uh, and then this goes in the party, outside the party, it doesn't matter, is that every single one of these people can live in the world I want. I can't live in theirs. Right. Right. Um, as much as I don't like them, I'll gladly fight for them and their ability to leave me out of it. <laughs> you know? And, and, um, and they'll uh, put you up against the wall and, and kill you. Yeah. I actually had a conversation um, on a uh, uh, leftist podcast and uh, there was couple of uh leninist marxists and they just flat out admitted to it and they said yep anyone who disagrees is going up against the wall and i was like you know what i at least appreciate the honesty you know yeah we can have a conversation if you're honest if you're just gonna lie about it. no that's not what we're gonna do um yeah we can't have it's not gonna go anywhere um so that does lead me to why do you think there has been such a, an attraction to a lot of these ideas that were so just disgusting in this country for so long? Um, you know, Bernie Sanders had tons of young people going to his rallies, uh, tons of libertarians too. It didn't make sense to me at the time. Uh, that's when I thought the liberty movement was dead. So. What do you think is behind that draw to these terrible ideas? Why do they, why, why do people like them so much? Well, I mean, you can get into uh, the deeper uh, philosophical talk of, uh, you know, what the left is and, uh, you know, what makes, makes people on the left and the, the motivations of the left, you know, basically, uh, um, you know, uncle Ted's, uh, you know, famous work <laughs> goes in that, but you know, it, more in this specific context, I think a lot of it is we have, you know, people who are raised in uh, this education system, you know, not taught to critically think they're not taught to use their brains in any way. You know, everything is taught as a, uh, you know, education is memorizing and repeating, memorizing, and repeating. So people don't have this, this natural tendency that we, a lot of libertarians do is of, of being able to deduce information, to deduce knowledge on our own, to be able to, to you know, cause an effect, a sense of logic. It's not, it's not there in, in many people today. <clears throat> so uh, these people sense there's something wrong, that there's something bad going on, and they're right. They're absolutely correct. They just don't know what it is. They don't have the, the capacity or the tools or the knowledge to understand what it is. So when you have these populist candidates, whether it be Bernie Sanders or, or Donald Trump, they can tap into that, that sense and that, that feeling and they can exploit that. So I mean, these people, they, they, 
makes them feel right makes them feel like yeah this this makes more sense which which i really can't blame them i mean i i have more respect for someone who likes bernie sanders and someone who likes nancy pelosi for example <laughs> um uh but you know at the end of the day though that this this thing that they're this person that they're following is a is a false idol right there this is not uh this person not leading them to to liberty is not leading to salvation that are leading them to their further demise um, but when you're told all these great wonderful things uh when, you know, when you're suffering and you know when you've been led astray your entire life it's uh it's easily to be deceived and manipulated and used you know the question is how many of these people are uh, people as in uh, people like bernie sanders you know these people on the left uh, or even on, on in some degree on the right as well who are you know promoting or, or trying to attract you know people with this populist message how much of it is legitimate and how much of it is uh you know intentional like psychopathy you know it's like narcissist manipulation of the uh of the weak um which is i think a good portion of the left especially is uh is this concerted effort to exploit people's weakness and uh you know make them feel wanted and needed and important and part of this social collective all they need to do is hate the other guy so uh, i think that's a big part of it um and how do we fix that i mean i it's uh it's hard to say if it's if this is a, a core part of human nature or if this is the result of uh you know it's a poor poor school system or indoctrination system that we've been uh, brought up with and whether that being changed will fix that and i'm i'm optimistic that it will you know people are people are taught to critically think and critically use their brain that uh, they will start rejecting these ideas and understanding them for what they are as we've seen the much of like say eastern europe you know all these ideas will be rejected because people are like no 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 we've been through this we've seen this we know how this goes so like i said I, i'm kind of optimistic but you know we shall see well and i think ultimately the ability to opt out is of the utmost importance that's um, it's the only solution really I mean, that's the only real solution yeah um fine uh the government can continue to compete in the education market i have no issue with that but they're going to compete with a free market and if they provide a good service then i guess they'll they'll win out good service cheap price but all i know ultimately is that uh what we're doing has not worked it is not going to work if we keep doing it it's only going to get worse um so pretty much is this the i i know we kind of said something about this earlier but this is the moment now this is really the difference in our our lifetime um between liberty and complete and utter slavery yeah um now's the time to fight yeah uh metaphorically right. on youtube yeah yeah and yeah. uh in Sorry. minecraft yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course i mean the the peaceful solution is always number one yeah i mean the i mean the the the, only, the no nobody wants a violent solution and you know it's our only strategy is a peaceful solution right the only yeah. way only way it comes to violence is if the state uh refuses you know refuses to be peaceful you know the state is the one who initiates the violence and that's the only time it would be violence well uh, so i i was having a very honest conversation with somebody uh recently and i i made the argument that you know even if things did go that way it's not going to work out in our favor we just got to outsmart them and right right i i will say um you know obviously i'm i'm mesis and everything uh but i i will keep my biases aside on this particular comment that we have amazing people in out of the caucus no caucus people everywhere all all over the country uh some places all over the world yes um i know great people on they were great people on both sides <laughs> <laughs> um but i just really hope 
that everyone can just set this aside for now, you know, um, doesn't stop me from having my biases. However, um, I'm not the one telling people to uh, leave or to be a certain way. So where do you ultimately see this heading um, if this doesn't happen? Uh, you mean as far as the... Uh... The, the Liberty Movement, if, if, we, if we can't end up winning this. Well, uh, I mean, honestly, I haven't ever really even, uh, you know, thought about that because I, I kind of take it as a, as a given, to be honest. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I think that the, 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 the state or the, the authoritarian tendencies of the state, the level of effort and, uh, they've had to put into their maintaining their control and their power has gotten increasingly absurd. Uh, and it's only going to continue. So, you know, they're just to the point where they're a complete and utter joke. And it's kind of this idea of, uh, of like entropy, right? Um, you know, they put all this effort into, um, you know, keeping, you know, keeping sand on the beach in nice little neat little piles. But over time, the tendency is to be to, you know, to greater entropy. Everything's to spread out to that, that, that attempts of artificial or forced organization are never sustainable and never maintainable. So over time, the tendency is always going to be towards greater liberty. Um, even though on the, on the short, short time scales, we might see tendencies towards greater you know, authority, but I say it gets, as time goes on, it, it's diminishing returns. The cost of maintaining that authority gets greater and greater and greater. And uh, it's only a matter of, of time before that it's is no longer sustainable. And I think we are quickly approaching that point. At some point that they're not going to be able to keep their, uh, their indoctrination machine, their propaganda machine functioning at a high enough level to keep the, the, the masses at bay. And all it's going to take is people saying, yeah, fuck off. Um, so, you know, we may not, uh, you know, we may not win it this round. Um, but it, it, it's, a, in my mind, it's an inevitability. It's either that or, uh, you know, the human race gets wiped off the face of the earth. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quite optimistic and I, I can't see it in another way. You know, I'm hoping that we'll, we'll get this uh, liberty in our lifetime type thing, but at some point, if not, then at some point in the uh, in a generation or two, we will we will see it. Um, but like I said, I <clears throat> I'm uh, doing this for the long run. I'm doing this for uh, human civilization. I'm doing this for my children and my children's children. And I think that's you know, what we have to look at. Look at we have to look at the the end game. You know, look at the, the potential goal and not get too caught down into what's you know what's threatening us right at this moment. Just keep your heads high and keep your heads high and, 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 and just plow forward. And honestly, I don't think you could have gave a better answer to that particular question. So oh, yeah. uh, that was great. That was awesome. Um, I think we're going to wrap up here. Um, but there is one question I always try to ask everybody just because one of the reasons I started this show, um, of course, we've covered a lot of, pretty broad topics and everything and this isn't any better so uh, be prepared for that but I view everyone has a different outlook on this question and so why is liberty important hmm. oof that's a that's a rough one uh well I mean I I think it's the uh it's the only path or the best path to you know greater human prosperity and happiness like humans are naturally you know, uh, well, we're social creatures. We, we like to do things. We like to have things our own way. We like to be in control of our own destiny. And without liberty, you can't have that. We can't have greater happiness. You know, and we can't ha without that, we can't have uh, greater prosperity. So, if we want to succeed as a as a species, or as a civilization, uh, the only way to do that is through greater liberty. And you know that we must overcome that that urge to want to micromanage others and try to think that we can. You know, we can with our little pea brains, we can micromanage and plan out society and how society will work, and we can, you know, we can uh, calculate and manipulate these things with our little plans. But you know, we can't, and we accept that. And the sooner we do, you know, the more we'll flourish, the more we'll prosper, and uh, the better off everyone will be. 
word. Yeah, that's great. Honestly, um, let everyone know uh, what what you've got coming up, uh, where you're going to be, where they can find you. Well, uh, let's see, we just had some events this past weekend. Uh, top of my head, I'm not sure we have coming up next. We're still a little uh, revving the speed because it's you know not too many people are checking in on the uh, on the on politics, gubernatorial politics quite yet, but. Uh, you can find me and keep track of me on at matthackenberg.com. It's my website. You can also follow me on Twitter at Matt Hackenberg uh, or Facebook is at Matt Hackenberg, Matt Hackenberg PA. Uh, and uh, you can see what's going on, with, you know, following uh, upcoming events and coming uh, meet and greets and, and so on and so forth. Uh, you can, uh, <clears throat> you know, join if you, you live in PA or even if you don't, you can you can come join us and, and, and offer to, to your help and your support. You need as much help we can, whether it be financial support, if you want to donate money, or you want to come volunteer for the campaign. We need to collect signatures for not just my campaign, but for you know all the campaigns. Uh, you know, all said, all fifty plus people running for for office in the state state of Pennsylvania. So, it's a, you know, anyone can provide any kind of any kind of support, financial, voluntary. Uh, it's great, huge, 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 and that's uh, and we'll said so we'll uh, keep everyone updated about what's what events are coming. And uh, we'll go from there. Word. That's awesome. Uh, honestly, I'm so excited because, I mean, things here in my state, in, in the state of Utah, it's just getting started, man. Everyone's yeah. fired up. Yeah. Um, the, the last thing I'll say about the in-party fighting, and uh, if anyone who's not libertarian has made it to this point, most of it's dying out. Yeah. Nobody it's, really cares anymore. It's like irrelevant. It, yeah, the it, it's a tiny minority uh, that the ones that are still standing that are still talking about actually doing things like everyone right now is excited to get to Reno. Yep, that's it. And hang yep. out and meet everyone that they've met over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly been the most important part. Um, yeah, so we, hopefully... we we have campaigns to run now. All right. There's, it's we have things to yep. do. We have to actually do what we're here to do. And yep. uh, no one, you know, the LPPA would. We don't have time. We don't have time for these children, and so all the infighting is—it's <laughs> irrelevant. You know, just ignoring them. And we're going on to doing fun and exciting things, and it's—it's it's great. It's—it's it's really great. And if 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 anyone's ever had any inkling of, of getting involved in in the politics and actually you know doing something and, and joining the fight and fighting for liberty, now is the time. Like joining your join your state party, join your your county affiliate, and and get going. Get off the couch and get going. It's a perfect time to do it. Yeah. It the only time to do it i mean you know it's yeah it's not going to get any better unless we make it better and this is the best way to make it better right so you know hopefully whoever is watching this in the future um things work out so mm-hmm. but yeah we we had fun along the way and uh honestly yeah. good luck on your race uh, you. i'd like to get you back on uh, get an update and uh Absolutely. good, we'll, good uh, talking to you we'll, yeah you as well appreciate uh, having you heading to reno Oh yeah, I will be there. We are All right, uh, well, gonna be driving down there. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Yes, so. we are. Cool, dude. Thanks for coming right. on, and uh, I'll reach back out. We'll get you back on soon. All right. And Thanks, uh, everyone else watching, make sure to go to risetoliberty.com/link, where you can find pretty much everywhere we are, including the store. Got a couple of t-shirts. Uh, follow the Twitter before that gets banned or it's probably throttled you probably won't get notified anyways but uh all right and we're gonna be out so stay free my friends